If you have a story that you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please consider sending it my way. Just go to asthereavendreams.com and click the button to submit your story. And of course, thank you. Hey guys, I'm going to preface this by saying this probably isn't the biggest glitch ever. It might even be one of the more mundane ones on this thread, but I still thought it was weird. Interesting, scary, and totally worth sharing. I've recently moved into a new place. It's just me and my dog, and because I let the last place get pretty messy and unorganized... This time I sort of made a pact to myself that I would try and stay on top of cleaning, general tidiness and housekeeping, as a small goal to achieve each day. As part of this pact to myself, I vowed to make my bed every day, even if not as soon as I wake up, but the goal was to never return to an unmade bed at night. This gives me the flexibility to do it at any time of the day, as long as when it's bedtime I return to a nice, properly made bed. Possibly a key fact to remember for the next part of the story. Anyways, today, I had an early 5.30am start, so I didn't make the bed right away, even though I try to do it first thing most mornings since I made that commitment to myself. I had a bit of a crap day at work, and ended up leaving it till like 4pm in the afternoon. I felt guilty that I hadn't done it yet, as previously the latest I've left it for is like midday or something. I've only lived here for like two months, so... I haven't slacked on the commitment too badly just yet. (laughs) Anyways, so I made the bed roughly, and I know I definitely did, because it was looking uneven. I'm not a perfectionist or anything, but at the moment, I'm basically camping out in my lounge room, because that's where the air conditioner is. So I literally had to go around the whole kitchen and laundry area to try and even out the other side of the sheets. It's a small unit, so it's a bit like a maze if your mattress is taking over the main lounge room space that leads to the other areas. Anyway, that was all done, and at this point, my dog was already sitting outside with her ball in her mouth waiting for our evening game of fetch. Right after I finished making the bed, and then going to the foot of the bed to admire my amazingly even work, I was like, okay, no time to play with my dog as she's waiting outside and whimpering because I'm taking longer than I usually do. So I admired my work making the sheets look equal for a moment, and then headed off after, directly into the backyard to go to play with her. Now... Normally, I leave the backyard door open so she has access to her water, which usually sits in the laundry. Lately, however, leaving that door open during the evening time has been attracting cockroaches, so I was very mindful of taking her water bowl outside 
and making sure the backyard door was firmly shut behind me, as I'm terrified of cockroaches. I played with her for a good hour or so, and then went inside to use the toilet. I get in, and lo and behold, my bed looks like something out of a hoarder's documentary. Not just was it unmade, but the quilt cover was so tangled up, the entire quilts-to-cover ratio was out of whack, and when I tried fixing it, which was the first thing my brain made me do, I couldn't even get the quilts to fully occupy the quilt cover, no matter what I did. It was like someone had jumped into my bed, rolled around in it, and tossed it around like crazy, making things as uncomfortable as they could for anyone else some points to take into consideration, it's just me and the dog in the house. The backyard door was firmly shut, and I was sitting right next to it outside. Front doors and only other point of entrance were double locked. Triple locked, actually, if you count the overhead lock, which I always make sure is fastened, as I try to be as careful as possible since I'm living alone. Basically, no one could have come or gone from either door, so my only guesses left are a ghost living within the house, or a serious glitch in the Matrix, as I 110% know that I made the bed, and then came outside directly afterward. I've never felt any ghostly or haunted vibe coming from this place at all, though, so... I would definitely be questioning it if the general consensus was that it could be part of a haunting. That being said, I'm still pretty creeped out, if we're being honest, and would love to find a reasonable explanation for what happened. What are your thoughts? Any and all ideas would be much appreciated. A couple of weeks ago, I had a glitch happen to me at work. A little background first. I, 44, female, am used to stuff disappearing only to show up later where I had originally left it. This is important to the story because I always feel like I'm losing stuff only to find it later. Sometimes hours, sometimes days but it will usually show up where I was sure it was supposed to be. My husband often finds stuff for me too, and always where I was sure that I had left the item. Also, I don't drink, and I don't partake in mind-altering recreational substances either. Never have. Let me explain a bit about my job too, just so you understand the glitch better. I work in an office for a mortgage company. Now, this isn't a place where people come in to acquire a mortgage for a house. This is a place where legal documents are created for mortgages in different states of the mortgage life. For instance, I work in the lien release department. The documents that I work with are the ones that release a person from the bank once their mortgage is paid in full. Mostly what happens with my specific job is that I receive documents from the client, or rather the bank that holds the mortgage, which have been signed by said client. 
I check in these loans by running reports to make sure they're good to go, and I send them to the account they're supposed to go to, to be recorded. Each client is also referred to as a project, and each project has a lead over that project. I work on roughly 25 different projects, but I'm not the lead over any of them. If there is an issue, however, I email the lead letting them know the issue and put the documents aside until the lead can get back to me about the document that is having the issue. Now that I have the background for the story out of the way, let's move on to the actual glitch. A day or two before the glitch happened, I received a loan that had an issue. I messaged the team lead about the issue and put the documents aside in a stacker tower so it would be safe for when the lead got back to me. I should also mention that each one of my projects have a different color cover sheet so I can more easily locate them when I need them again. And some projects do share the same color of cover sheet, but the project name and specific information is handwritten on every paper by me so I can easily identify when I need it again. A day or two later, the team lead finally emailed me back about the issue and what to do to fix the problem. I pulled out all the loans that had issues to look for this specific loan. I knew that the cover sheet was purple, so I looked for purple cover sheets. The loan wasn't there. Not only that, there were no purple cover sheets at all in this relatively small stack of papers. There weren't many loans there as it was, only three others. I thought that maybe I accidentally put it somewhere else. I searched every possible place that I could have absent-mindedly put it, but it was nowhere. I checked through the same papers again, in the slot of the stacker that I reserved for loan issues, on which I'm waiting for the answer. Still not there. I emailed the team lead and apologized about losing the papers, he informed me that he would let the client know that the papers went missing, and will ask if they can sign another one to send it out. I felt terrible. I searched several times throughout the day just to make sure that I wasn't just missing them somewhere. After all, I am notorious when it comes to losing things. After work, I went home not worrying about it. I'm actually one of those people who leaves work at work and doesn't think about it when I'm off the clock. I'm a mom when I get home, and with a rebunctious six-year-old boy with special needs that requires a lot of attention, my mind has other things that occupy it. I know a lot of people still worry about work when they leave for the day, but not me. Anyways, I digress. The next day when I arrived at work, I look again for the documents before I move on and completely stop worrying about the missing loan. After all, the team lead already said he would contact the client about it and have a new one mailed out. So, I just moved on with my workday. Halfway through my shift, a different team lead emails me about a loan of hers which had an issue. I grab the papers to find the loan for this project, which has a pink cover sheet. But as I sifted through the papers, I see a purple cover sheet. I pull out the document only to see that it was the missing loan. I couldn't believe my eyes. My heart was pounding. I knew it wasn't there before, the many times that I had looked. There were only three documents there that had issues, and none of them had purple cover sheets. I sent a message to the team lead via Teams messages, 
to let him know that I found it. He was very happy about it, and he informed me to just process it out to the county and that he would let the client know that it had been found. I really don't know what happened. I looked so many times and it was not there. This kind of stuff happens to me all the time. It's stuff like this that makes me want to believe that maybe our lives are nothing more than a simulation. This happened to me today, and after a couple of hours of trying to find a logical explanation for this, I've come to the conclusion that I can't. Later, I remembered reading these glitch stories from Reddit some time ago, so I thought I could make my first Reddit post to share this event. Here's some background information to make this a bit more clear. I'm a 20-year-old guy, still living with my family, my mom, dad, little sister, and our dog, which I'll call Molly. Molly is a Newfoundland dog that loves winter and spends most of the days, and sometimes even nights, in our backyard, sleeping and chilling in the thick snow. Today, this afternoon, I was home alone and Molly was sleeping in the snowy backyard like always. Suddenly, I remembered that in the morning, I promised my dad that I would pick up groceries before he comes home from work. It was already 4pm, about half an hour before my dad usually comes home. I grabbed my keys and looked outside of our living room window to see Molly still peacefully sleeping on the snow. I thought about letting her sleep since I would be away for only half an hour, but then decided to bring her inside to get some food and water. I opened the door and called her to come in, only to see the most disappointed dog face ever. Newfies really love the freezing cold air. I finally managed to lure her in with some snacks and locked the door. I was about to leave and walked through the hallway to the front door, Molly followed me all the way, looking extremely sad to be left alone. I told her I would be back in a minute, and slowly closed the door, still talking to Molly as the gap fully closed. That last sight of Molly's snowy paws stuck in my mind, and I remembered being irritated, thinking I would have to dry the whole house with a towel after all that snow melted on the floor. I started walking towards the car, and immediately saw my dad driving into our yard. I waited outside my car as he parked and got out of his car. He told me he had a bit of a shorter day at work, and seemed to be frustrated at me for leaving at the last minute. I told him I just took Molly inside and that she'd be waiting for him beside the door. She usually hears the car coming up and goes to wait behind the door. I saw my dad opening the door as I was slowly driving away from our yard, expecting to see a happy Molly welcoming him. Molly wasn't there, which was a bit weird to see, but I didn't think much of it. Dad stepped in and closed the door after giving me a seemingly surprised look from not meeting Molly right away. 
I left and thought to myself that Molly probably went to the kitchen to eat or drink, and then ran to my dad right after the door was closed. I was away for about half an hour, and when I got back inside, I saw Dad brushing Molly's fur in the living room. As I was putting groceries in the fridge, my dad asked me why I told him that Molly was inside. I quickly answered, saying that I brought her inside right before I left, like I said before. I didn't really understand what my dad was trying to ask. He said that when he came in, he saw Molly barking behind the back door waiting to be let in. We argued for a bit of time, me telling him that I clearly remember Molly sitting behind the door with her snow-covered paws and a sad face a minute before he got in, and him telling me that she was barking behind a closed door in our backyard. I then asked about snow or water on the floor, and my dad said there was nothing on the floor at all, not even the smallest puddle. Some of you may know how badly wet snow can stick to long fur of a dog that's been rolling in it. Considering the size of an adult Newfoundland dog, that amount of snow melted into water would look like it's been poured from a bucket. I have no idea what happened. I wasn't intoxicated or significantly tired, and there's no mental illness in our family. Also, my dad never lies, and even if he did... What would have been the point in it? So, was this a glitch in the Matrix? Okay, so this one's been on my mind for a while. I've been wanting to get your opinion since I joined Reddit, but I never really dared to, so here I go. In 2018, a group of friends from college and I decided to go and spend a month in Berlin over the summer. We spent our time between part-time jobs, partying, and just simply enjoying the city and its cultural activities. Everyone in the group was cycling places, but not me. We had a bit of a bike situation with mine, and so I decided to spend the rest of our time there on foot or using the U-Bahn, the metro. It wasn't much of a bother until we decided to go and party near the River Spree. This place has bars and clubs, and it's overall a great place to party, but from what I recall, public transportation didn't go that far in the middle of the night. They had all cycled there, so I was the only one without means to go back to our apartment. It was a 20-minute cycle from the bar, but it was at least a 30-minute walk. A friend of mine, I'll call her Eva for the sake of the story, decided to walk back with me and just take her bike next to her so as to not leave me alone wandering the city in the middle of the night. It was about 4am. Now arrives the glitch. As we were walking down this rather big street and chatting... I remember smelling food and seeing this restaurant past the pedestrian crossing to which we were headed. I'm a foodie, and I was rather hungry, so it was pretty appealing. A woman was sitting there having food, she had black hair, 
I could see her profile through the large windows, which took almost the entire wall up to the ceiling. I specifically remember thinking, damn, that's weird that they're still open at this time of night. I gotta tell Eva when the flow of the conversation allows. As I was walking and starting to cross the road, to the crossing in front of the restaurant, things got blank and it's like I was on autopilot. I was hearing her voice, but it was kind of muffled. Once we were past the restaurant, Eva stopped and turned to me and said, Wait, wasn't there a restaurant just there with a woman eating? I'd completely forgotten to tell her, it's like my memory had been wiped and restored within seconds. And there it was. A hotel. The large windows were the same, and inside was the hotel's restaurant with the layout and tables that looked nothing like what we saw. No woman was eating there either. We were both very shocked, and we saw that the receptionist, male, short hair, was in there. And I knew we just had to ask him if somebody was eating there just now. It was just too freaking weird. He kind of freaked out about us coming in like that, and said that he'd been alone for hours. After discussing with Eva, we found out that she saw the woman eating, but only saw her back. She was seated with her back to the window, when I could tell that this woman was Asian because she was seated showing her profile to me. After that, Eva never wanted to talk about it again, and even got pissed when I tried to bring it up. Also, people seemed to have changed around me after this event. Even my mom didn't remember something that she should have, and a lot of people seemed different overall. I must also note that I was not drunk at all, and staying up this late was really common for me at that stage. Oh, and fun fact, the name of the hotel is the Grimm Hotel, in reference to the author of many fairy tales. This story is true, though. It's on the Alt Jakobstrasse in Berlin Mitt, if you want to look it up. Any thoughts? I want to go ahead and preface this story by saying I can understand why anyone would think I'm crazy for thinking that what has been happening for the last couple years is a glitch in the Matrix. Unfortunately, as you'll find out, I'm just not sure what else I can chalk this experience up to, and maybe telling myself this is a major glitch in the Matrix is making me feel a little better. Also, I apologize in advance for how lengthy I expect this story to be. I'm a new listener to the ATRD podcast, and have been listening on an almost daily basis for a couple of months now. The Glitch in the Matrix episodes have always been some of my favorites, and I recall a previous story posted by someone who believed their entire existence was a glitch. After hearing of their encounters, I just couldn't push the thought out of my mind and have wondered if my family isn't experiencing the same thing. Since moving back to my hometown in 2015, my grandma has always been my best friend. She's a successful businesswoman in our community, 
the owner of a large company worth well over a million dollars in assets, and on top of that, has always managed to keep her family at the center of her life. For the last few years, my grandma has lived a very busy, but pretty casual, lifestyle. She grew up in a small town, and her family just barely passed as low income. In fact, she didn't have much of anything growing up, and her family was always considered what others would refer to as hillbillies. Because of that, she worked herself nearly to death for about ten years, but once her business ventures turned high profits, she was able to live life at a slower pace. She had the ability to get up when she wanted, go to bed when she wanted, take vacations on a whim, skip work altogether to spend time with her family. She had people she trusted to run things whether she was there or not, and she enjoyed using her time to start new projects, rub elbows with other business owners, or just to relax and goof off. I got kicked out of my parents' house just before my senior year in high school. My grandma was quick to give me a place to live, took me out to buy anything I could want and need, and pretty much gave me anything I ever asked for. I was never really the type of kid that asked for much, so when she would offer to take me shopping for whatever I wanted, or bring me lavish gifts like a brand new iPhone or a brand new model MacBook, I always felt like she was using it as a way to buy my admirations. Just a note here for anyone that might be confused, I was taken away from my dad's side of the family when I was seven, and at this point in time, I'm seventeen. I hadn't seen this grandma in over ten years, so honestly she was a complete stranger, and it felt very weird to me to go from an abusive household to a place where I was getting high-priced gifts thrown at me just for being around. I tried to go out of my way to spend as much time with her and my grandpa as possible, not just to get to know them, but to show them that I was grateful for everything they did for me. My grandpa has always been a quiet, non-affectionate guy, so while we didn't get very close until things started glitching, my grandma quickly became my best friend. Everything from 2015 to 2020 was pretty much perfect. Not just for me, but for the whole family. There are five grandkids, including myself, and Grandma has just about always given us everything. When the three oldest grandkids turned 16, Grandma and Grandpa bought our first car. We got put on their insurance, their phone bills, not to mention we never had to worry about looking for a job. Grandma had a policy that all of her grandkids would have a place of employment because it was her dream to pass everything down to us one day. The youngest two always had the newest gaming systems, rooms at Grandma and Grandpa's house with bunk beds and personalized murals on the wall so they could have sleepovers with friends whenever they wanted. The list went on and on. Yeah, so life was pretty good, and we were spoiled rotten. Grandma always told us that she wanted her grandkids to have everything in life that she didn't get the chance to have, and as long as we grew up with good hearts and respect for others, she was happy to do it. Fast forward to June of 2020, and things got weird. 
by weird, I mean that life as we knew it did a total 180, and to this day it hasn't been the same. My grandma had this friend that started hanging around a lot. We'll just call her M. She seemed nice enough. She was always ready and willing to help my grandparents or anyone else around with anything they needed. It wasn't uncommon to see her in one business or another doing little tasks for people without being asked, just because she knew they needed to be done. She matched my grandma's sense of humor and boisterous attitude. Plus, my grandma didn't have a whole lot of friends that she got to see on a day-to-day basis. So... It was nice to see her have a life outside of family and business. It didn't matter to me at the time, and should the situation have turned out differently, it never would have, but M was a lesbian. I was pretty much the last person to read into it since I myself was the rainbow sheep of the family. And I hate the stereotype that some people have that any gay woman with a straight friend must have romantic intentions. Anyways, a time progressed, and M and my grandma got to the point that they were pretty much inseparable. M was attending our family events, like wrestling or football games, and she was showing up to the birthday parties for one of the grandkids, and would almost always be poolside with my grandma and grandpa during the summer, when all the grandkids would be doing the swimming on an almost daily basis. To say that it got a little annoying would be an understatement. I felt like there wasn't a day I could get my grandma's attention without M standing over her shoulder. Like I said, I hate stereotypes, but like every other family member, I started to wonder what exactly was going on and why it seemed like my grandma's friendship with this lady turned into a full-on obsession. Pushing that out of my mind... I decided to stop reading into it and start distancing myself instead. My grandpa was a smart man, and if he didn't have any reason to be alarmed, I told myself that I didn't either. My visits to grandma and grandpa's house slowly dwindled, and, as much as it hurt, I felt my relationship with her fade more and more as her and M's got stronger. I'm sure that you might guess where this is going, And unfortunately, you're right. Without going into it too much, I'll just say that one of the older grandchildren found some pretty damning evidence, and we left it up to our grandparents to figure it out behind closed doors as much as possible. Even though I didn't ask too many questions, it was a hard thing to shake. I mean, my grandma dedicated her whole entire life to her family, so to see her put it all on the line for something like that... It was weird, but hey, I guess love will make you do crazy things. So far, you're probably thinking, so is this what you categorize as a glitch? But that was really just the kickoff for what we were about to experience. The couple months that came after the truth got out, I saw my grandma changing. I don't mean she was changing her clothing, her outlook on life. I mean, everything about her down to the core things that she believed started changing. She was always anti-drug, as my dad is a non-recovering addict and has been for over 20 years, but started smoking recreational marijuana. 
She became obsessed with things like tarot cards, rocks, and minerals, and the certain powers that they held. The paranormal, witchcraft, and none of these things are anything I have a problem with, but it's something very uncharacteristic for my grandma. All of a sudden, it progressed to her believing that she had the power to talk to animals, control the weather, to tell the future. Her once simple wardrobe changed from basic sweatpants to MC Hammer-type hippie pants. She traded in her hoodies for t-shirts that depicted bands that she never listened to. She was born deaf in one ear and hates listening to music in any form, as it disrupts her ability to hear. And she started dreading her hair. Obviously, all of these things were pretty abnormal and raised some red flags for our family, but honestly, much like you, we pretty much chalked it up to a midlife crisis or mental breakdown. Plus, she wasn't really hurting anything. If this was who she was, we were ready to accept that and love her regardless. However, like I said before, my grandma put her blood, sweat, and tears into her legacy for years. Her business, her reputation as a successful and kind-hearted businesswoman, and along with all the changes to her physical appearances and her tastes, she decided to sign her business away to my non-recovering addict of a father. My grandmother is a smart lady. I mean, she would have to be to go from having nothing to living life comfortably and without a worry in the world. Just the sheer thought of her making a rushed and careless decision like this was an absolute nightmare to me. In the matter of two weeks, my father had fired almost every employee, including myself, and drained the company bank account to less than it has had in the last 20 years. Anytime Grandpa the employees, or other family members would question what she was doing and express their concern, we were just met with a bunch of nonsense, such as, the birds can tell you the answers, or it's all written and laid out in the stars. Needless to say, Grandpa, myself, and the rest of the family had to make some pretty drastic moves, not just to save the legacy that she had spent almost her whole life building, but to get her the help that we knew she needed. After weeks of countless trips to the lawyers, the banks, endless piles of paperwork, we finally filed the necessary court papers and declared her mentally unstable, so we could be given the power to kick my dad out. At this point, he was using the situation to his benefit to try to line his pockets, and maybe to get her to a doctor that could give us some answers. My dad hearing through the grapevine that we were trying to make things happen, decided that he would try to beat us to the punchline and get her to a doctor that would tell him she was of sound mind. Obviously, it backfired, and the checkup he took her into turned into a two-week stay at a mental facility. In the meantime, we were able to get him out of town, try to get things back on track, and send over papers to the mental facility stating they were legally obligated to keep my grandpa informed about what was happening with her, and what kind of answers they had for what was going on. No signs of Alzheimer's or dementia on her brain scans. None of her hormones were coming back abnormal. She was testing negative for any other drugs other than marijuana. 
One by one, the list of possible causes was getting shorter and shorter. Obviously, diving into mental health is a little bit harder since there aren't really any tests you can do for indefinite answers. But even the doctors were at a loss. You had a 63-year-old woman with no past experience with mental health issues that was in a state of total psychosis, talking to inanimate objects, living in a completely different reality. Trust me, we dove into basically every possible thing we could think of. Maybe she did some sort of recreational drug that sent her down a spiral and she was permanently fried. Maybe this was just a mental breakdown caused by years of stress and self-sacrifice. Sure, those are all great theories, but what throws those theories out the window for us and for the doctors is that she got better. A lot better, actually. Almost completely back to normal, and had zero memory of the countless weeks that she spent in her psychosis state. She described it as feeling like she was in a dream. She had scraps of memories here and there, but overall could not recall a whole lot of anything. And then, just a few months in her recovery from her breakdown, she regressed tremendously. The days of hippie pants and dreaded hair were out the window, and she was painting the walls of her homes with words that made no sense, talking to people inside the TV and becoming extremely violent. For the first time since I was born... She struck me across the face in a fit of rage, and this was the first time she had laid a hand on one of her grandchildren. She had little to no interest in any of the family members, constantly rebuking them or chastising them for things that just didn't happen and never had. This has happened three times now. She spent countless weeks in different facilities where they do test after test to find an answer, and each time, we come up empty-handed. This last time, the scariest of them all, she picked up a weird habit that I want to describe almost like a song or show glitching due to the lag of internet or something, where she would jerk her head and stutter over a word as if she was a malfunctioning computer. She's on the road to recovery again and doing great, but still, we haven't gotten so much as even a possible diagnosis of what is happening or why. I'm sure that this recount still doesn't make a whole lot of sense, as there are so many more things and details I could get into, but have already taken up so much time to write this out. And I would hate to keep going if it's not glitch material, but if a glitch in the Matrix is categorized as an event or events that can't possibly be explained, then that's the best way to categorize this. At least for me. I just hope that at some point we can get some real answers. And I can stop questioning the reality that I've known for years now. Just a premise. I'm one of the most skeptical people when it comes to the paranormal. And I'm often skeptical about the things on this page. However... I've had one inexplicable experience in my entire life that I have to get off my chest, and I remember it to this day so vividly. I've lived in the same city my entire life in the USA, 
and there was this Circle K convenience store very close to where I lived. At the time, I knew the same four or five employees at the store. The store only has one entrance, which also serves as the exit, and the parking lot in front of the store is the only parking lot. The store also only has one bathroom, which is designed for one person at a time. Back in March of 2011, I drove to this Circle K, and right about the same time, this white car pulled up next to me. I'm not sure what kind of car it was, but it was quite a beater, to say the least. Right when I was getting out of the car, the woman driving the white car had gotten out of it. She walked into the Circle K. I took some time to empty out some trash from my car, and I entered the store about a minute later. Keep in mind, this woman had not left the store yet, and there was only one entrance, which also served as the exit. Aside from the woman who worked there, I was the only one in the main part of the store, so I just assumed the woman that I saw walking from the car was in the bathroom. I got my snacks and went up to the counter. I already knew the clerk well. We would open up to each other about many things, and I had to ask if a woman walked in and was possibly in the bathroom. I just thought it was odd that this woman was using the restroom for close to ten minutes at this point. Anyways, I described what the woman looked like to the clerk. She was very pale, white, obviously, had black hair, brown eyes, she was medium height, and as soon as I mentioned her very low waist to hip ratio, she had an abnormally large back end and huge hips and thighs compared to her little waist, the clerk gasped. She told me that she knew exactly who I was talking about, and she also told me that she was a regular customer, but what she said to me gives me chills to this day. She told me that this woman had not entered the store on this day. I told her that I saw her walk in right before I did, and she told me that she was at the counter and never saw her. We were both baffled. I obviously wasn't just seeing things, because the clerk told me I described a regular customer, and this was somebody that I had never seen before. When I walked out of the Circle K, her car was still there. So I just sat in my car for five minutes, but then left, because I didn't want to seem creepy anyway. I never found out if she came back for that car. The only thing I can think of is the woman from the car walked in the store, was maybe doing something shady in the bathroom, maybe drug dealing or drugs, etc., and was in cahoots with the clerk, and the clerk was just playing dumb with me. Even though I knew the clerk, this doesn't mean she didn't have any secrets that she wouldn't tell me. Other than that, I don't know. She just disappeared into thin air. I've written this experience out many times before. It was a while ago, so most Reddit channels dealing with glitches always remove it, 
quoting a rule about not posting childhood experiences, because of the possibility of misremembering. But recently, I found an old journal from back before the internet was even a thing. Back when, if you wanted to record something, you actually needed a pen and paper and to do it by hand. It was my book of weird experiences. This one was in there. So, I've since updated it and clarified some things that I've been asked before. I will say that this took place a long time ago in a universe far away. And this event haunts me to this day. It's actually the reason I never got into sports, especially football. In high school, in gym class, we were playing flag football. I admit I wasn't very good and therefore wasn't liked by my peers. I was an outsider anyways, so this is what led to what happened. The kids must have thought it would be funny to throw the ball, not to me, but at me, when my back was turned. You know that feeling you get when you somehow know someone is looking at you, and then you turn to see someone is? Well, I got that feeling. I turned to see the football hurtling towards my head. Now, I know how this will sound, and it's what bothers me the most, simply because if anyone else said it, I'd call BS as well. But the ball froze, in midair. I thought it was just a mental thing, only from my perception, but then I noticed the other kids were standing there looking at this football frozen in the air, puzzled. They weren't frozen. Nothing else was. The looks on their faces were something between fear and confusion. As we stood there, the coach yelled something. He then saw what we were gawking at, and his look was similar. We stood there for about two or three moments. It was surreal. It wasn't caught on a line, and it wasn't in an updraft or anything. I remember that day. It was overcast and growing gloomy, but it wasn't a windy, stormy, or nothing like that. I was hoping for foul weather or anything to avoid gym class outside, and that just didn't happen. That Neanderthal of a coach didn't care anyways. Now, to clarify, the football was thrown from about 20 feet away. It was thrown in a spiral arch that was directly on course with my head. When it paused, it was just coming down from the arch about 10 to 15 feet away, and I would say 12 feet off the ground. Back to what happened next, as I moved from my spot where I had been standing, gawking at the ball, the ball just unpaused the moment that I moved out of its path. I was promptly told by the coach that I was out of the game and to sit on the sidelines, something I was more than happy to do. The kids and coach just went back to playing as normal. I got side-eye glares from all the kids there that day, I was given two study hall class and replacement to gym after that. I was a kid who hated gym anyways, so I didn't ask why. Years later, I saw the movie The Matrix. When Neo stopped the bullets, I got goosebumps. But in my experience, I didn't do it on purpose, nor had I raised my hand or done anything dramatic. I wish I knew any of those kids today, I'll see if there's a way I could find one, but my experiences with glitches like this is people block it or get uh, updates.
I'll preface this with a little personal background. I was an all-state vocalist in New York, and have done national and international competitions in NYC, Cincinnati, Toronto, DC, etc. That was a bit over 10 years ago, and have been using my voice for recreational singing daily since. But, I've been sick with recurring pancreatitis for around 6 months now, and this was when things started getting a lot stranger for me. I was in the hospital first for 5 days, and then I was okay for 3 months before my next round with the beast. The second time, in early February, I was admitted due to extreme pain and not being able to keep water down. Things were very askew, because I was being pumped full of drugs for the pain, since that's all they can really do. 11 out of 10 pain though, for sure. Anyways, after 5 days in the hospital this time, I was not feeling well when I got home. I was heavy into withdrawal and was not okay for about 5 more days. I got better though, and when I did, I didn't notice anything odd. I was going back to work, and on my first day back, I was struck again with that same pain. I knew it was starting over again, and I ended up back in the hospital for four more days. Now, that was three attacks in as many months. My whole life has changed. My diet, attitude, etc., due to needing to adjust for my condition. But things started to stick out to me that were different now. Most notably, my voice has gotten deeper. It seems weird, and it wouldn't be too noticeable if it weren't me, but being so intimately in tune with my voice through my whole life, I could tell the next morning when I woke up from my last stay. Before that, I was on pain medication that were sickeningly strong constantly. The doctor said to me, sort of jokingly I guess, that the nurses here had a tendency to stop people's breathing. I'm pretty sure it's because they're liberal with dosing regardless. Second, my best friend of 28 years called back to something that I don't remember. Three times so far. And then I have a memory that he doesn't have. Third, before I went in the first time... During a work meeting, we were told about how the unpaid time off that we got would be changing. Two months after the first happening in January, I needed to take two hours off one of the days and needed to let the boss know so he could adjust the PTO according to the new policy. He said he didn't know what I meant, and that no, I wouldn't lose a whole day for taking the time off. We got three days where if we missed any time... It would count as one of those days, and you could just stay home at that point, but it was only three for the entire year, as of the first of that year. I asked him what he meant, and then recalled the meeting, and he had no recollection of the policy or the meeting. I've asked the only co-worker that I work with directly, and he doesn't remember either. So, that's it so far. I'll update if anything else ever comes up, if anyone is interested.
these events happened in 2011, and I still don't have a logical explanation. I was doing a year abroad on the south coast of Britain to learn English. We were students between 16 to 18 years old, living in host families, so we didn't have much money or anything to do besides chilling outside or going to the beach in our free time. A Friday afternoon, we met two students from another school at the beach, and they asked us, my best friend and I, if we wanted to join them for a drinking night near their campus tonight. We said yes and invited some of our friends to the evening. Some of us wanted to go home to take a shower or change their clothes, but me, my best friend, and two men of our friend group were living too far so we decided to go to the park next to the campus and wait there for everyone as the weather was perfect. We didn't know this place. At all. We walked for 30 minutes from the beach following our new friend's instructions. We were staying on a bench in the middle of a big park, and then my best friend and I went for a walk, because we needed to pee. We were chatting and laughing, I remember the sky because it was sunset at golden hour, and we wanted to explore the park a little bit because it had a beautiful garden. I remember seeing a green maze and asking my best friend to go there and, and nothing else. With my best friend, we woke up at 8.30am in her bed in her host family's home. We were wearing pajamas, feeling great and there was nothing messy in the room. What the hell? We opened Facebook to ask everybody what happened last night, and nobody had an answer. The problem is, we had a reputation of being outgoing and unpredictable, so when they didn't see us coming back, the boys didn't take it seriously and started drinking, not giving a damn about us. Later, other people joined and everybody thought that we were back home. We didn't know the road from the park to her home. We didn't have smartphones or maps. And we didn't have money for a taxi or public transportation. Some more information. It is 12 hours of complete memory loss. The sunset was at 8pm. Alcohol was present, but we hadn't been drinking yet. There were no drugs, and we were all underaged students. Every house and road looks the same in this city, and we didn't know the neighborhood. My best friend's host family did not hear us coming back. There was no injury, no hangover or dizziness, and it happened at Gildridge Park plus Manor Gardens. But what gives me goosebumps is that I don't see the maze anymore on the maps. Ten years later, it still bothers me. We were best friends in England, but we haven't seen each other since. I managed to find her on Instagram and asked her if that's all in my head, or if she is also still freaked out about the story. She has no explanation, and tries not to think about it anymore. I'm glad because some people don't believe my story, and those screenshots are just little evidence. So what's your theory? What exactly happened?
I don't know exactly how to tell this experience, since English isn't my first language, and it's about a pretty odd thing that happened to me once. I don't know if this can be considered a glitch in the Matrix, but it's either that or something I cannot for the life of me explain. It's silly, really, but I can't find an explanation to this day. It was a Saturday afternoon, and I was watching a suspense movie with my mom. I remember it had Julian Moore in it, and it had something to do with a guy with multiple personalities. It was a cold and foggy winter day outside, so there wasn't anybody outside in the streets or anything like that, and it was a very quiet day in general. And there was a window by the side of the sofa that my mom was laying on. I was on another sofa paralleled to the one that she was on. It was a pretty small living room. And since I was also laying down, we were both facing the TV. But I was pretty much facing the window too. I only had to slightly turn my head to look outside. We had the neighbor's house on the other side of that window, but it was too far away for anyone from their side of the fence to reach our house. And besides... There was nobody home in their house that weekend. They had a dog, and they even took the dog with them to wherever they traveled to. So, the movie ended, and as the credits were rolling, we suddenly heard the window glass tremble a little, and then a liquidy squirt sound. And when we looked at the window, there was a very large spot of water running through the glass, it was exactly like if someone had hit the window with a water gun, but immediately my mom and I ran to the window, and there wasn't anybody there. Also, from where I was sitting, I could see if there was someone outside the window without getting up, and there wasn't. The only place where it could have come from was my neighbor's patio, but there wasn't anybody there. Our window was pretty high from the ground, and it was clear from the mark that the water made on the glass that it came from a straight angle, not from above, not from below. It wasn't raining, and there wasn't anyone in sight. It just came out of nowhere, and there wasn't even a sound of movement outside because it was cold and there was nobody out in the streets. And that's pretty much it, really. It happened fast, and it isn't anything too exciting, but... From that day, my mom and I could not find a reasonable explanation to that happening. I mean, could it have been a bird or something that flew by and maybe somehow peed on the window, but managed not to collide against it? It seems highly unlikely. I would have at least seen a shadow of something moving outside, since I immediately looked in its direction. And I honestly just don't know. So, about two years ago, I would walk to and from high school. I only lived around four blocks away, so it was a brisk walk to and from. I live in a safe neighborhood in the middle of a desirable school district. I know all of my neighbors, even the ones down the block, and I recognize everyone on my walk to and from. 
That's why this shook me up so much. I was walking back home from school one afternoon when a yellow car pulled up just a few feet from behind me. I didn't think anything of it and kept walking, yet they honked at me. I turn around and look at the car, and I vaguely recognize the people inside. There was a driver and two kids my age in the back. The driver looked similar to my homeroom teacher, and the two kids looked similar to two twins who were in my grade. I felt as if something was telling me to keep walking and ignore them, but like a horror movie protagonist, curiosity got the best of me, and I walked over to the car. When I got closer, I noticed details about the people in the car that seemed... off. For one, they looked eerily similar to the people I knew from school, yet each one had just a few details that made them unrecognizable. It felt like the uncanny valley effect. I can't really explain it well unless you know the people in person, but it was like someone had a police sketch of them made ultra-realistic, if that makes sense. When I got to the passenger window, the woman said, Do you know these two from school? And I just said, Um, yeah, I think so. And she nodded and asked if I needed to ride home. I told her my dad would pick me up a block down from here, and she asked if I needed a ride down the block. I told her I would be fine. I felt the worst kind of vomit-inducing dread when the woman talked to me, and it didn't help that the two girls were dead silent in the back the entire conversation. She told me to have a good day, and as I walked away, she honked at me again. I whipped my head around, completely freaked out, and she just smiled and waved at me. I booked at home after that. I locked my doors and I waited for my dad and sister to get home, and when they did, I told them what had happened. My dad was nonchalant about it. He told me not to walk up to cars next time. My sister, on the other hand, was super freaked out and even now doesn't want me to bring it up. My friends think that I met some kind of weird doppelgangers, and I kind of agree. Two years later, and I can still remember it, it just weirds me out. I have never in my entire life experienced anything remotely like what has just happened to me now. And also, I'm not crazy. I finished work at around 10.15pm, so it was pitch black and I cycled home. It's roughly a 25 minute cycle back to the house, and as I got into my little town, I was approaching the crossroads in which I go straight ahead at when I'm cycling home. Upon approach to the crossroads, the light is red, but I'm still a good 10 to 15 seconds away from it, so I continue at the speed that I'm going. I see another cyclist coming towards me on the other side of the road from the direction that I'm headed and speed over the crossroad. As he's approaching me, I see he's wearing the exact high-vis helmet and jacket as me, 
as well as the same red backpack. By this point, the lights had turned amber and then green, so I thanked my luck for not having to stop, and kept going at the same speed that I was going at. Just as I was on approach to the green light, this other cyclist was right in front of me, but on the other side of the road and passing me. As he passes me, he says, Careful, mate. In my voice. My exact voice. Also, I'm not from the country that I live in, so my accent is very unique, and it was the same tone of voice and everything. I stopped my bike and turned around, no traffic behind me as the roads are dead at this time of night, and he had vanished. There was no way he could have turned down a side road or made it so far that he was out of sight. He mysteriously vanished. I turned back around to begin cycling again, and all of a sudden a car sped across the road at around double the speed limit, running a red light. If I hadn't stopped to look at this mysterious person who looked and sounded exactly like me, I'd have been hit side on, and likely died. I don't believe in anything supernatural, and I'm not religious, but this is making me question some things. I think if this person hadn't just vanished after the warning, then I could answer it as a very unlikely event that someone who looks and sounds just like me had maybe seen the car approaching. But he vanished. start my day and location. I had a ton of trouble falling asleep last night. I tossed and turned all night, and the last thing I saw was 3 hours and 45 minutes until your alarm goes off on my phone. My alarm then went off and I decided that, in that moment, I was calling off work for the day. I texted in, and my foreman sent me an okay with a thumbs up emoji. Was no issue to either of us, since the union we both work for demands that exact situation. So I slept until 7:45 a.m. and crawled into bed with my youngest son, who's barely one, to catch another 15 minutes or so of sleep. We both then woke up around 8 a.m. I feed him oatmeal and a bottle of milk, and I had some Vitality vanilla almond cereal. I laid around watching TikTok while he watched Coco Melon until I decided to head to town to handle a few errands that I wanted to take care of. This is where it gets weird. I needed an oil change, an air filter, and a workout. I decided to run to AutoZone first, the gym second, and after, if I had time, Superlube for an oil change. I walked into AutoZone and told the worker that I needed an air filter for my 2010 Toyota Camry. The employee backed up and started half laughing. He asked, Didn't you just leave? I said no, that I was just starting my day. He then told me that I was the third guy that looked like me that came in this morning, owning a 2010 Camry and looking for supplies. 
The first one wanted windshield wipers. The second wanted an oil filter, and I needed an air filter. He then told me all about the other guys, and they sounded just like me. Here's the very weird part to me. I live in a town of less than 10,000 people. It's a Wednesday morning, and my car is 12 years old. I've grown up here. I live three houses down from where I grew up, and I know at least 80% of the people that live here and I know their family. I don't know of more than two other 2010 Camrys in town. I don't know of one other person that looks like me, especially today when I'm wearing an ill-fitting gym outfit. I was wearing shorts that were too short, and a shirt that's dirty and worn out that I've worn for years. And the fact that he was weirded out weirded me out. I joked, saying, see you in an hour, and he didn't laugh or acknowledge my joke at all. I paid and left. Also, I haven't been to AutoZone in over a year, and I've never seen this guy in my life. I have a small glitch in the Matrix story that I would like to submit. I've always been very skeptical when it comes to the inexplainable, but I believe that every once in a while, we all experience stuff that we have no explanation for. So instead of writing it off like nothing, I'm going to tell my glitch here. I was around 15 years old. I think it was a Saturday, and my mom had made burgers for dinner the day before. So I was really excited for lunch, as I knew I would be eating a burger put together from the leftovers. I'd taken out ketchup, onions, and tomatoes from the fridge, when I remembered that I also needed to put mayonnaise on it. So I opened the fridge once again and looked for the mayonnaise, but I couldn't see it. I figured we must have eaten the whole thing yesterday, but was still a bit confused, as I was sure that I had seen a glass of mayonnaise from just the day before. As it is only me and my mom in the house, there's never much stuff in the fridge, but I still used about 30 seconds to look for the mayonnaise in the fridge out of confusion, and just wasn't able to see it. And that's when I closed the fridge and went to the drawer under the microwave. My mom always keeps all kinds of snacks and foods down there that don't need cooling before they've been opened. I took out another jar of mayonnaise and was just about to open it, when I thought to myself that I should check one last time in the fridge. So, I went back to look again. I really made sure that it wasn't hiding behind something, even though there was nothing it could be hiding behind, but I couldn't see it. So I closed the fridge once again, went back to the new mayonnaise from the drawer, and opened it. I put some on my burger, closed the lid, and went to the fridge to put the new one in there so it could be kept cool. I opened the fridge again, and what I saw shocked me. Right in the middle of the fridge was a half-filled jar of mayonnaise, the one thing that I had been looking for the last two times that I opened the fridge. I didn't know what to think and was mostly just annoyed that there were now two open jars of mayonnaise in the fridge. I know it's a silly story, but it still bothers me to this day, as I was so focused and in the moment of the whole situation 
that I don't understand how I could overlook the mayonnaise. Or, if it's a glitch, then why it might have happened. And please, do let me know what you think. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode, but until then, sleep well.